Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Before today's episode, we have a few wonderful Patreon supporters to thank. Thank you so much, Kimberly, Terry, Ruth, Maddie, and Allie. Patreon is the way that we fund most of the things that we do here, and so we really appreciate every single person who goes to patreon.com slash sartorialgeek and uh, checks out some of our cool rewards. And related, we have a Kickstarter right now if you're listening to this live. We're so, so excited. I'm recording this early, so I don't know how it's going, but hopefully great. Um, And we wanted to let you all know, so if you are listening on time or in a couple weeks after this episode comes out, you can head to our Kickstarter and check out our cool rewards there. Thank you very much, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. This week's episode is sponsored by Logan Arch. Logan Arch is a pop culture brand based out of Chicago. They have all types of geeky apparel and home goods and enamel pins and stationery, basically everything your nerdy heart desires. They have stuff that is current and also super nostalgic. So wherever you are, whatever fandoms you're into, head to loganarchchicago.com to check them out. Hey, welcome to the Sartorial Geek Podcast. I'm Jordan Ellis of Jordan Danae, and Rachel Parker is here again like two years later. I think you were one of the very first guests we ever had, and uh, I'm so happy that you're back to talk about something super, super exciting. Um, We are going to talk about Gideon the Ninth and why everyone should read it, including me. So welcome. Yes. And, uh, and I'm just excited. I'm just excited to talk to you. This podcast during quarantine has turned into like me just talking to my friends and pretending it's for work. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such a great excuse, too, because, you know, normally you just hang out with people and you don't you don't think about how you haven't seen someone or because there's always something where you, you, you know, you run into them or you go to an event or a convention or something. And this is like, oh, I have to actually like reach out and like schedule conversations amidst all of this covid stuff and that's part of why we started doing this recommendation series because i noticed i'm missing that where like i would go to conventions or just you know just hang out with friends and i would hear what they're watching and reading and listening to and like get new ideas and now that it's just me at my house like discord sometimes i get new ideas but um i'm really excited to like intentionally talk to people about what they're loving you actually were the first person who ever introduced me to Gideon the Ninth. Um, I feel like you knew about it before the entire rest of the world. I, I don't know if you feel did. that way. No, I, kind of, <laughs> yeah. I kind of did. So th- my story for Gideon the Ninth is that um, I am friends with someone who works at Tor, and they had they basically gave me a copy before there were even arcs. Oh, so that wasn't just like you actually did know about it before. Yeah. That's why it felt like that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, they were they were like, oh, you know, I think you'd like this. You should check it out. And and I did. And, and they were correct and got their were, money's worth of yeah. an evangelist. For yeah. This book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I've, I've definitely made it my mission to make everyone read this book. Like, just make them <laughs> like they, yeah. don't, they don't have a choice. Well, I mean, OK, I guess for this, since maybe a lot of people listening have no idea what it is, because yeah. I found out about it 
because you cosplayed it and looked so fucking good. And then I was like, what is this? And how do I know more about it? Um, because you look like the cover of the book, which is very cool. Candy. Right? That's the it's, person. Yeah. Right? That is. I was like, there are a couple people that look the same. I think it's the, <laughs> the person on the cover. It's really helpful when a uh, main character has a look that you can paint onto your face. Yes. Uh, with corpse makeup. Uh, so yeah, you, anyone can be Gideon if you have enough white and black paint and some aviators. <laughs> yeah, we'll post a we'll post a pic because you looked so good. Uh, yeah. So I, what, how do I describe Gideon? Um, actually, I can bring up the email that my friend sent me. It said. OK, Maverick in Top Gun, but a sword lesbian instead as the protagonist. OK, so, so that that's what that's how they, they pitched it to me. Um, I think that most people say that it's lesbian necromancers in space. Uh, and they're kind of in space. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, you know, it's like a spacey future, but they're not like in spaceships predominantly. So I don't know if that one's super accurate, but that seems to have pulled enough people. That in. seems like the the vibe, though. Like yeah. if you like. Lesbian stories and necromancy and space. <laughs> then this yes. is for you. It's, it's a little bit Gormenghast, a little bit Dune, a little bit Clue. Uh, you know, it's it's just a lot of different really fun genres that I think a lot of nerds really vibe with just mashed together with deep respect, but a lot of irreverent kind of takes on what all those genres do. That's so awesome. And like, I, this is a pretty accessible book, right? Cause that's, I know that you love a lot of high fantasy things, which are incredible and also sometimes hard. Like I am notoriously awful at reading things that are intense and this seems like a pretty anyone could pick this up and read it i think so i think especially it is very of the now in terms of its type of humor it's dry it's very referential um there are there are jokes in here that i kind of i had i was shocked that that like the editor even like let them through because there's almost like there are tumblr jokes in here and like (laughs) And like Homestuck, you know, memes and and just like weird references that like maybe in 15 years aren't even going to fly. Like, yeah, (laughs) but it's so good. And and so of the now that when you read it, 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 there's some of the the memes I didn't even get because I'm like not even like that online. (laughs) Like, But then I won't either because you're way more online than me. (laughs) (laughs) But it's still just so funny and so quick. And it's also a mystery. So even if you're not like, even if the the whole idea of like a gothic horror, you know, necromancy, you know, space novel is a little intimidating. It's like, it's still just clue. It's just a bunch of people in a house uh, trying to solve why each of them are getting murdered. So it's someone in the house that's murdering everyone. I don't know if I, okay. So I'm on page like six because I bought it. <laughs> When I or I bought it at some point after like hearing you say enough times that I need to read this book. And then I finally that's one of my like quarantine. I've only read one book so far. This is my second book in six months. I was going to say we're in month six. I am so slow (laughs) getting through books, but I didn't realize that because I'm obsessed with like murder mystery things. Yeah. 
So that's awesome. It's definitely like a closed door, you know, like everyone, like all the characters arrive and all the characters are different and very distinct and you're going to have your favorite. And there's, you know, they each come from a different house, right? So Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, kind of like, oh, if you're right. So if you're from that house, these are their characteristics and they arrive. They don't, they kind of don't even know what the mission is. And then they slowly start getting picked off. And they have to solve the murder. They have to solve the murder mystery and win the game. And this is pretty new, right? Like, didn't it just come out last year? Yeah, this one was 20. I'm pulling it up here. 2019 last year. Uh, Tamsin Muir, she is uh, a Kiwi. And so it's got that kind of humor, too. I think like that's really of the now. Sweet. Yeah, you know, like Flight of the Concords or like what we do in the shadows, that kind of just absurdist humor. Literally every sentence you say about this book is <laughs> everything I love. I don't I I don't know why it is taking me so long to get into this. I'm so excited to be reading it right now. Um and the second one is out now or coming yes. soon? Nope. Out the now? second one okay. just came out in August. It's called Harrow the Ninth. Um, and it is actually what makes it even more special is that I would say that it's almost a switch in genre oh, when wow. you go to the second book. Um, I think that Tamsin has really just like flexed every muscle she has in making because you get to the end of this book and you're kind of like, there's no way that the sequel is going to be as good. But it is good. It's almost better. It arguably could be better. Um, like you could argue that it would be that it's better than the first. And but it's also almost a different genre. So it doesn't even have to like occupy the same space. Like I love, I yeah. love that. So it's like you can compare them, but kind of you don't even have to. They're just two super good things, right? And they're still like it's you know it's a sequel. It's a continuation of the story as well. So you're like already in it if you're if you're going to the sequel, but you're getting something new, you're getting completely new experience. And then it's a trilogy. So there's a third one. Yes. Sometime. Electo, cool. Electo the Ninth will be out. These names are so cool. Like I was just <laughs> in the beginning. It has um, a little oh, like, yeah, like it's, a it's like a family, not a family tree, but it's like, yeah. Talking about like, different people in the different houses and i was mm-hmm. like i want to name my kids all of these names they're so good they're so good um two things the the kind of this like little dossier of each of the houses and then all of the main characters in each house and like what their purpose is like if they're the cavalier what if they're the necromancer super helpful because you are immediately given oh, i guess it's 17 ish characters Wow. And they all have kind of like crazy names and some of them even have nicknames. So you're kind of like, wait, who's that? Who's that? So I was constantly checking this list to see who people were. Um, but another thing is that Tor, the publisher, they did such an amazing job of kind of promoting these books. Like you can go to the Tor website um, and take a quiz and find out like what house you're in. They have I like love that. yeah, they have like really cool graphics, and they've interviewed uh, the person that Tamsin like used as a consultant for all the sword fighting. So all the sword fighting in the book is real; it's not made oh. up. It's not just like she sat down and was like, "Oh, I'm just going to be like," and they swung the sword. Like the moves are real, the grips are real, the types of swords that they're using in different situations are real. 
So it's that's just, amazing. Yeah, it's really, really well researched as well as well executed. And I I love it so much. <laughs> what's your like what's your personal favorite, like not aspect, but like what's your favorite uh thing about this book? Um, I think that the the it's kind of like you're entering a an absurdist world of like metal and like like the kind of thing where goth isn't scary. I mean, it is, there's like body horror and like kind of like scary stuff in it. But for me, it's like the fact that they're walking around just the ninth house is walking around with corpse paint, right? No yeah. one else is. They're just walking right. around with their faces <laughs> painted like scary skulls and they're like, hey, what's up? <laughs> like the, the, the so absurd, awesome. absurdist like metalhead kind of thing is just really great. Like you're in a constantly in a music video. Oh, that's so cool. Definitely. Are pretty fun and the humor as well yeah i i feel like uh i feel like cosplaying this was a genius move i was actually reviewing this book today to talk to you about it and i was just struck again by like i need to get 20 of my friends each of us take a character and just go whole hog on each one and just run around it'd be so fun that's so crazy too that a book has that many. I mean, I guess I guess books do have a lot of characters, but like that's really cool that there's so much to offer and so many people in the story. Yeah, and they're all different. I think I think that's also one of the reasons that it is so of the now because and we're seeing this more and more especially in you know as as they pick up more uh diverse books, but like yeah, it's lesbian necromancers in space, but it's not like the point of the book isn't that they are lesbians, right? Like the yeah. point of the book isn't that people have different skin tones and different, almost different religions sometimes because the ninth house is their own kind of little offshoot. But like they just are like that. Those are just baseline level details. And then the story is built on top of that. So, so it's awesome. Yeah, it's not a... It's not like it's not a lesbian romance, right? Just because there's lesbians in it. Yeah, I love when stories get that right, where it's yeah. like this cool thing is just ha or I mean, just a, a thing is just happening. And it's not the focal point of the story, because why would it right. be <laughs> like they're just people and they're uh, doing something else cool? Right. Like the main character, Gideon, is a lesbian, but. There's no guilt about being lesbian. There's no coming out. There's no like people don't comment on it. She just is is a lesbian. And it's what an idea. Yeah, that's just it's like normal <laughs> feature. Is, yeah. right. And it's, it feels safe to read because you're not you're not going to be confronted with any like traumatic events based on the right. fact that she's a lesbian. Like you're going to get traumatic events based on the plot and the story and like, you know, that and all murders. the murder yeah. and dying, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is where, you know, that's what you want. That's where that should happen. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's not the focal point. So it's just representative and just and just there, which is a relief. What if I what do you like have you have you pitched this to any of your friends and they're like not sold on it like what's your uh like if someone's like yeah i don't know do you have like a no you really have to read this this is my like oh yeah yeah there's this there's a great scene um that i tell my friends that they've got to get to at least like they can't quit until they get to the scene where gideon decides to fight a monster based solely on the fact that the monster has swords for hands <laughs> okay. 
Gideon, Gideon sees it. She's like, that has swords for hands. I'm going to fight it. Like, because she's such awesome. a jock. That's just how she sees, you know, she's a swords, you know, woman. Like she, she just, that's what she, ha- that's what she does. That's her purpose. So if she sees something that she can fight, she's going to fight it. She doesn't care why it's there. Oh my God. This, I, I'm like, yeah, I'm just kicking myself for not being able to like, understand this story yet i this is also like one of the reasons that i wanted to do episodes like this is because i know i will love this book it's been on my shelf and this conversation is like the motivating factor i need in quarantine to just like actually pick it up and read it um so i hope that other people I, I totally get it like you know Gideon was pushed really hard by the publisher it got nominated for a bunch of awards and it definitely should have and it won a bunch of awards but it also became kind of like a hip thing to recommend which is great because it gets to more people but I can see how that can make you resistant I know like the more people that tell me to watch like Umbrella Academy the less likely I am right. to <laughs> sit down and watch Umbrella Academy which is the worst like that's my that's one of the qualities that I have that I'm the most annoyed by that like hearing about something enough times sometimes I'm like I'm just not going to now which is dumb when it's, it's friends dumb. who I trust yeah if everyone's telling you to read it or watch it just just jump in just do it yeah just do it <laughs> um I feel like is there it's kind of it's tricky to talk about books without like spoiling things and mm-hmm. I feel like we've done a really good job like I mean I guess this is also a very good time to say you are an expert at talking about books because you, I mean, you do as a fan, but also have podcasts where you do this about other things. Um, yeah. Well, I'm not an expert. I'm just, a I say an expert. <laughs> a, I'm just a chump with a microphone and a lot of time because of COVID. Uh, yeah. I am. Um, um, my oldest podcast is called uh, the fire and lunch pie cast. Uh, me and a bunch of friends, that that was a Game of Thrones, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast that we read and watched the show and kind of did weekly episodes. Um, I have another pod called Read This Fucking Book, RTFB podcast. And that one went on hiatus because my co-host had some life stuff, uh, but it's coming back. But our last episode was on Gideon the Ninth. So you if can you get even more, you have read Gideon the Ninth content. Yes, head over and listen to that one. Um, and then my current podcast is called Buck Keep Radio, and it is a read through of all of the Robin Hobb Realm of the Elderlings books, which is high fantasy. And I know, again, I'm the worst at reading, but I hear about Robin Hobb a lot. Like, I, I think is it for me? Is it people me? will like it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is from you. <laughs> I hear about most of the books I need to read from you, which is great. Yeah. You're my go-to friend who can recommend sci-fi. And uh, you actually recommended Ancillary Justice to me, which was amazing. You liked it? Yeah. So thank oh, you for that. So yes, everyone should follow Rachel for like excellent book recommendations and also excellent cosplay. And uh, <sighs> when we can go back into the world... Um, everyone should look for you at conventions because you normally have a hundred other really well-dressed people around you in the best group cosplays ever. Oh, thank <laughs> you. I, I just glom on to people. That's all. It's not. Oh, that's great. Not any of my. <laughs> no, it is. It absolutely is. Um, say your, say your internet handles because you've been posting like you have 
uh, cosplay like work in progress and stuff. But yeah, um, it's all been making a comeback due to yeah, everyone been, just thinking about cosplaying again. It's been really hard great. to keep myself motivated without cons to go to. Um, yeah. So, yeah, can't can't wait for all of this to be over whenever that is. Uh-huh. Uh, but it has let me catch up on many books. Uh, but you can find me at Darth Rachel on Twitter and Darth underscore Rachel on Instagram. That cool. Was, those are my places. I'm not on Facebook or anything. So can't, I mean, yeah, can't find me there. that's great. No one should <laughs> look for people on Facebook anyway. <laughs> uh, is there anything else we're missing about Gideon or is it just like just read this book? I think I think if you are even if you're not a fan of the kind of like gothic horror genre, you know, like uh, my you know, when I picked this book up, it gave me Gormenghast vibes, you know, and and stuff like that. Or if even if that's not your jam, if you're just like straight sci fi or like a straight fantasy person, I think you should give it a chance because not only are the characters witty and funny, it's also very heartfelt uh, there is a kind of a bit of a love story, maybe, um, maybe in this first one, it's that's a reach, but it, there's stuff there. Um, it's a mystery. It's kind of a bottle story where they're all stuck in this in this uh, mansion together while they all get picked off. And uh, most importantly, all the technology is based on necromancy. So every permutation of necromancy that you could think of and a hundred that you'd never have thought of because Tamsin's genius uh, are in this book and it, it's everything from how they grow their food to how how they you know get energy to power stuff it's all necromancy so it's really it's really cool that's so awesome yeah I feel like this is the best recommendation ever like I, I yeah yeah just read it and read then you can talk to me about you- it Yes, read it. And then when you love it and you get to Harrow, just remember that for like the first half of Harrow, you're going to be confused and it is by design. So you just have to. (laughs) Okay, that's really good to know, actually, especially for me, because sometimes when I'm reading, I'm like, am I just dumb now? Like, did I forget everything? Uh, So that's good to know that it's. I mean, Gideon made me feel dumb. I like I read it like I would never be smart enough, witty enough or clever enough to write anything like this. It was it was a joy to like have it break the genre. I mean, it 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 builds them up, but it also just completely demolishes them in in very tongue in cheek ways that I think is really, really special and fun. I love that. This is awesome. Thank you so much, Rachel. This is perfect. I hope everyone who's listening reads this book. Um, Thank you for letting me, you know, yell about Gideon. I'm always, I'm always ready to yell about Gideon. There's, it's really funny too, because I'm old and I'm not on like, like, like I said, I'm not super online, like where all the cool kids are on like discord and stuff that gets hard for me to, uh, to keep up with. There is, um, a locked tomb discord, but it's invite only, but it's too much for me. So (laughs) Also, get on- out of here. You're like one year older than me. <laughs> if you find me on Twitter, I'm happy to yell in that contained space where it's like me and like three other people instead of me and like 35 other people at once. No, that's good, though. Yeah. Uh, as you read this book, you can um, hopefully I will finish reading this before the episode comes out. That's my goal. So that when people talk to me about it, yes. it's not spoilers. And when um, you want, I'll send you all the links so you can take the quiz, find out what. there's uh, some amazing amas on reddit that tamsin did that kind of are deep dives full of spoilers so don't look at them if you're not if you're you know if you haven't read yet but where she explains like jokes and 
you know, even like why she named people certain things. And some of those are even jokes themselves. So it's all really, you know, meaning and referential. That's so awesome. This is so great. I hope anyone who's like looking for a book to pick up as we like head into winter. Uh, I mean, not winter, fall and cold weather and staying spooky. inside just as much. Oh, yeah, that's also true. Yeah, this is perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So good to talk to you. And if you want more book recommendations, that's essentially what your read this fucking book podcast is, right? Yes. Just all books you should read. Yep. And we are coming back soon. Um, we're supposed to be coming back with Harrow, just waiting on my, my co-host to clear her schedule. Sweet. I mean, there's yeah. a backlog too. So there we can go back to the beginning. Oh, yeah. of it's, there's lots of stuff on there. The premise of that is that we basically are nerds who read stuff and have no one to talk to about it. And so we make each other read our favorite books. So it, the, this whole like, you can't, I'm not going to read it because you're telling me to read it. It doesn't work. So right. you, you have to assign <laughs> you a book and then we read it. And then, you know, she assigns me a book and then we read it and then back and forth. So we've gotten to some weird stuff and also some really popular stuff. I love that. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. Well, I hope you all enjoy Gideon the Ninth, and uh, we'll be back soon with Rachel to talk about more sci-fi, fantasy, all the things, because you're my go-to for all of that. <laughs> so um, thank you thank so much you. For, for being here. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can head to our archives to hear more or hit subscribe to hear what's coming up next. If you want to go a step above and beyond, you can leave us a review on iTunes, which helps other nerdy people find us. Or you can go to patreon.com slash sartorialgeek to help keep the podcast going and check out the cool rewards that we have over there. Have a great week and stay nerdy. Bye.